0: What the truck? It is Chad Prevost here, Dooner. I don't care what they say, you can really play some cowbell. What's up all you Freight Alley cats? We're coming
1: to you live from a very beautiful day here in Chattanooga. And if the street wasn't so loud and the streets had no names, we would be out there doing it. Right from uh, Market Street here in uh, good old Chitty Chattanooga, right?
0: Yes, it is a beautiful day. I wish we had more 75-degree breezy days like this. It is nice. It's been so humid almost every nice day leading
1: up to this. I felt like as long as I've been here.
0: So lovely today. May they all be like this. It is great to have you on. We are doing all kinds of things, so many things happening, uh, in a very exciting week here. And before we hit the headlines... We got to pay some bills. Thanks to our sponsor, Triumph Pay. Triumph Pay is the leading carrier payment platform in transportation. With over 50,000 carriers paid, Triumph Pay helps to drive capacity, efficiency, and cash flow for brokers and shippers. Visit TriumphPay.com to learn more. Target adds same-day delivery for $9.99. That's right. Target, they're trying to play the game, too. They say that their same-day option is going to cover 65,000 items. That That sounds sounds like a lie. Shoppers using Target's loyalty card will get a mere 5% discount, but at least Mm. something. Last month, remember, Walmart, they rolled out their next day delivery with this minimum order of $35 on their most popular items. You know what, though? I wonder,
1: because on Walmart, I ordered a bubbler. I ordered a water bubbler for my house, and... The thing about it is this thing cost over $35 and it did not get shipped to me in one day. It actually took like six days for it to arrive.
0: Yeah, they have like funny little ways of saying it's like, well, it's two days after we ship it. You know, things like that. I don't know. But, uh, you know, so in the meantime, Amazon, they upgraded. We know this, their free shipping option for Prime members who pay the 119 a year to just a one day delivery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it seems like it, it's bad news for final mile delivery firms who are already struggling to keep pace with the consumer expectations of the you know that Amazon set. And you know, but hey, there's more players in the game than Amazon, Walmart's in this and apparently Target too. Well, I mean, everybody is everybody who does e-com. It's not just them, but it's now this
1: this bar that's been set at two day, one day and same day delivery. You know, they're raising the tide and all the ships have to follow them. But we know how expensive shipping can be. If I'm a retailer, I might almost be looking more into giving discounts or even that thing I suggest for Walmart. Like if you spend over 35 why not get like a $5 gift card to go in the store? It costs a lot of money to ship these things in one day.
0: Yeah, uh, and Walmart and Target are in the top five exporters and importers in the U.S. They're, they're playing big ball.
1: Uber Uber is always in the news, and they are reportedly so if when we saw their financials, they had this thing called Uber bets, right, and Uber is reportedly contemplating a jump into financial technology services, I guess you know they're they've what three billion dollars in revenue, that's a lot of cash, but Uber's plans on providing financial services for drivers and independent contractors. This is where there was a report in cNBC and explained that the company could also look at launching bank accounts within its ecosystem. Aside from its existing Uber Cash and branded credit card program. So it looks like they're really trying to diversify because they also lost a billion. So they've got to figure out some ways to, uh, to bring in the money. It's almost like Amazon uses retail as almost this sort of Trojan horse to, to build up these other networks like Amazon Web Services. So maybe Uber will be kind of doing the same thing. You know, you have the car thing and that gives you the brand name. But then
0: they're, now they're, they really make their money in financial services. Could be. D- diversify is right that you know it's a it's a fintech play as much as uh the freight tech that they've been in u.s weekly rail traffic slumps 8.5 percent hmm. flooding impacts cheap natural gas prices trade and economic uncertainty dooner could be factors contributing to a significant slump in weekly u.s rail volume I don't
1: talk about rails lately
0: they, uh, they fell 8.5% 8, 8. to what they're saying is about 513,000 carloads and intermodal units for the week it, that ended uh, this past June 8th and that's just all according to the Association of American Railroads
1: i've always wanted to like hop on a rail car and take one you know uh, across state lines you know sort of outlaw style there's actually this great blog series I saw online where there's all these like black and white photos of hipsters that are riding in these, these rail cars around the United States. It's, it's uh, I don't know.
0: I did I, that I, once in college. Really? It was, yeah, I, got, I hopped on with a crazy dude and we went for a little while and as soon as we could get <laughs> off, we did. Thank goodness I didn't learn a lesson the a super hard way. Is that how you learned your crazy, sick, harmonica skills? Uh, what, what this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're quick on the draw with that one. (laughs) Little (laughs)
0: California.
1: Damn. Um, where? you know where I would like to hop on a rail car through, though? Yeah, where? The big state of Texas, man. That seems like the kind of place to do it. And Texas had a super active day. Texas signs a bill opening new doorways to trade. It was Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He signed a bill directing the, ter- the directing the Texas Department of Transportation. Easy for to, you to say. Yeah, to study the ports to planes corridor, a plan that could extend Interstate Twenty Seven from Laredo all the way up to Oklahoma and Texas border. Uh, he signed that on that June 10, help. But he wasn't. That's not the only thing they signed. They also signed the uh, CBD law into effect, to making uh, non psychoactive hemp and CBD legal to pass through the state, so it's at a federal level, but it looks like the states are also passing them, so we don't get another situation, I guess, like we had up in Idaho.
0: Yeah, nothing psychoactive, please. So, uh, all of these headlines and more can be found at our brand new and improved website at FreightWaves.com. Ooh, do you like candy, Chad? Do I? I like candy. I like, you know, I like the... Whoa, so we got
1: Zach Strickland in here. He is fresh off the, the Nashville boat from the, the candy conference. What was this thing called that you were at?
2: So the Confectionary Logistics
0: Council. Ooh, oh, they're, they're making well it sound fancy. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty intense.
0: Well, what's it's your favorite kind of candy? Uh,
2: I like the dark chocolate. The oh, dark really? Chocolate. Yeah. Go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you get you know, dark, dark chocolate, chocolate. you <laughs> never go back to milk
0: chocolate. L- Lately, I, you know, I've been on a nostalgia kick, kind of oh. with candy. Mm. I, I like the lemon heads, the Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> oh, sour wow. stuff.
1: You, uh, you might have a perfect segue. I was going to yeah. say something else, but Zach. <laughs> so Zach and I was sitting next to each other, and he came back from this conference and he had all of these bags of candy. And one of the first things I noticed, though, was all these brands I'm really super familiar with, those lemon heads you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, we even saw like a YooHoo Candy, but Ooh. they were all, the big label on the back, on the front was Brox, and I didn't realize that Brox was this huge umbrella, and Zach, like, tell us kind of what you learned there about who produces this candy and why, or what is popular now.
2: Yeah, so uh, I got to meet a lot of the big candy producers uh, in, in, the, in America as well as the world, but they um, basically explained to me like, no, Nestle doesn't actually own Nestle Crunch anymore, and I was like, how... How can that even be a thing, you know? And they they start uh, spitting out all these uh, different candies and stuff. And what they've been doing is, you know, they'll sell off a piece of, you know, they'll sell this candy to this maker. And, you know, they kind of swap back and forth Uh, because a lot of the trends right now are going to the health, the healthier snack foods. Uh, So the candies that they're having a lot of success with in terms of sales. Are the nostalgic ones, the ones that we grew up? Oh, with. all the Lemonheads and the yeah like, tops bubble gum, for instance, like Bazooka oh.
0: Joe and. Oh, remember and, Big League Chew? <laughs> sure, yeah. sure.
2: No, they're they're having a lot of success.
0: Got with detention that. for that,
1: and did they did they have uh five? Remember Fruit by the Foot? No, was that Fruit by the Foot? It was the, the what, bubble tape the five foot long yep. thing of gum? And when you were a kid, you would just stick the whole thing in your mouth <laughs> like at once.
0: Yeah, that's more what my kids did.
2: Yeah, these
1: no.
0: are, Yeah, these are like fillings pullers. So when you were there,
1: how many producers of candy were there? Because all of these brands we know, like we looked on the back of the bag, and it was all really just like Ferrero, right? That was doing all the ones we know.
2: A lot of Ferrero, a lot of uh, so they had Palmer and Lint, uh, yeah. who makes you know the high end chocolate. Oh yeah, um, several others. Peppermint bark, those little those little peppermint yeah. bark right. you always see around Christmas. Yes. Yummy. Yeah, no, and I, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I mean it was it was a few big producers. Uh, Mars and Hershey weren't there, but they're the two biggest in the in the country. But
0: so naturally, uh, this conference that was made up of a lot of shippers. In the supply chain, like what, 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 what did you learn? What was your connection to it? Well, I was going to say
1: something, Chad. I was going to quiz you really quick because yeah. I am a very good listener. What, do you, how do you think that they move candy in a truck? What type of truck do you think they may use to move just candy, just regular Are you asking candy? Me or yes. Zach? Well, here no. you know. so I'm asking you.
0: Uh, an LTL. No, well, they may
2: but we were being little they actually use they use reefer carriers don't they a lot of reefer oh, mostly reefer sense. and then there's tank obviously some bulk tank uh, equipment but the majority of the carriers that were there and that was one of the fascinating things about this conference is that it was the shippers and the carriers together in the same room and oh. they were they were getting together to discuss issues you know and they they were trying to get on the same page about things which i thought was Fascinating. There's going to be so many three PL sales yeah. guys down yeah. there, and they're just going to be all over
1: that. <laughs> no, well,
2: there were three PLs there too. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was a really good, uh, it was a really good conference. Uh, they got together, and a lot of their stuff is reefer, uh, but also a lot of LTL. So you weren't wrong. Why? Why? So why do they treat the candy like parish? perishable? I understand with chocolate,
1: right? If it got hot, it would melt. And I guess if you've ever put like. Lemon heads, those lemon heads in your pocket, they'll, like, they'll
2: get really melty and they'll start sticking together if they get too warm. Yeah, well, it's not just that, but it, the consistency of the candy changes. Even something like a Tic Tac, apparently, uh, it gets too hot or too cold. The consistency of that candy changes and the quality's gone. And oh. one, of their, yeah, one of their big concerns uh, that they were talking about was the fact that, uh, you know, there is a quality control aspect to shipping the product. And they get fined. By their, distribu- or their uh, vendors mm. if they don't have the product there, one, in the, in the time slot allotted, but also in the appropriate, like, what they were expecting. So if they're a box off or the candy comes out and it looks terrible, they get fined for that. And so they lose a lot of money that way. So
0: transparency is part of the, the, what they're trying to figure out, how to monitor things, I guess, the entire time.
2: Yeah, no, they need to deal with transparency on the whole supply chain for for them. Uh but the carrier specifically, you know, they they need to get it like they need to be able to operate and when volumes are down like they have been over the last little bit, um it is harder for them to manage those dis- distribution networks because a lot of them are LTL and reefer is a very one-way uh carrier situation. Nice. Well,
1: thank you so much for mm-hmm. I mean, well, before you go, one last thing. Who did who had the coolest most colorful Display at this was this was this a conference that was like a Freightwave's live <laughs> event? Did they have a like I want candy? Did they have music like that playing? No, the, no, no. It was Playground, you know, playing live. It there? wasn't.
2: It wasn't anything like that. Oh. They, they were. They were. It was. It was literally a a, a nice solid small group of people that yeah. got together and had a discussion in a room and I gave a speech and told them all about freightways. Did well,
0: they have like a hot tub full of candy that you just, just like could liquid. jump into?
2: They, they sort of did and they basically, Ooh. why you see all that candy is because they're like, please take it. Because yeah. they couldn't get it on the plane going back. I've never
1: seen a desk more popular in my life than yeah. the one next to yours when you came back <laughs> from that conference. You know, don't push me, push a push pop but uh, <laughs> speaking of nostalgia yeah, um, it's on to our next guest. Alright. Thank you so much for joining us. Zach. Thanks guys. Thanks Zach. Five, count to five, five to oh, we're here on the line with Blythe <laughs> Bromley. Right, where are you? Where are you dialing in to us from?
3: I am dialing in from the lovely but cloudy Jacksonville, Florida. It's, it's sort of the the on the border of uh, Florida and Georgia. Oh,
1: right before you came on, I was telling uh, my compatriot here, Mister Chad Prevost that you do work with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's sort of giving me a dirty look because it turns out that he likes uh, an equally elite
0: team in the Tennessee Titans.
3: Oh, no! <laughs> them!
0: Yeah. And I, can't, I have to say I've uh, relished in the misery of those Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody was saying they were the sleeper team in 2018. And then I don't know what happened. I mean, it wasn't just the quarterback's fault, was it? Where did um, that defense it, go? It,
3: it's the Jaguars. They, they give you just a little bit of a reason to have hope, you know, yeah. as we saw in the 2017 season where we unexpectedly made it to the AFC Championship game, yeah. but then in 2018, yeah. uh, mm. all of us were predicting Super Bowl or or or, or bust. And and here we are. It's one of another indeed. embarrassing moments on, on the Jaguars' record, but I guess, you know, that, that that's typically sports fans in in general. Aside... You build up the, the hope in the offseason well, and then that's... it's crushed into oblivion.
1: Aside from you, my favorite Jack Jacksonville player turned broadcaster. Not that you're a player, but the favorite broadcaster is Maurice Jones Drew. He used to be on Dan Patrick's show oh, all yeah. the time. Oh, yes. A, yeah. Are you familiar?
3: Oh, yeah. He, he's an icon here in Jacksonville. And he, he, he usually stays in our good graces because he always picks the Jaguars. And he always has really <laughs> good insight in, in, into the team itself. So anytime there's a big game in town, he, he usually comes back in town for it. And we'll cover it for the NFL Network.
1: So, Blake, you are so you're not just with football, though. There's a, we're not here just to talk football. There's a reason you and I kind of touched on it. You work in supply chain marketing and Freightway is a company also sort of renowned for some of the marketing we do. And I think we both approach it in in ways of, uh, you know, making an impact, you know, putting some differentiation. What, what do you kind of see in the marketing landscape in in freight right now?
3: In freight right now, it's still a little old school. Uh, there are really only a handful of companies that come to mind that are actually doing some, some what I would call interesting marketing. And, and, and I think with a, a lot of the companies out there, they just, they're just they not sure where to start. And for the majority of companies, you can all have the same bells and whistles, but but they're missing out on the opportunity of actually spotlighting their, their one unique resource, and that's their employees, that's their drivers. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of drivers have a huge community on, on social media channels uh, such as Reddit and YouTube and, and using those to, to your advantage is, is what I think a lot of companies are missing out on.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the ways that I think that we began to differentiate ourselves at Freight Waves was like through the technology thing. There's a lot of tech, it's in the industry, a lot of freight tech is, is, do you think that's a way in for, for making marketing and, and, and logistics and supply chain and trucking a little, a little cool kid again?
3: I think it's, honestly, it comes down to storytelling because mm. everybody, the majority of companies, whenever they're, they're conducting their marketing, they think that they can just put a website up, you know, 10 years ago and, and that's plenty and that's enough. But to compete in today's world, you really need to be creating content and telling stories on your own platform. And, and like I yeah. said, you can have all the bells and whistles and you can have the technology piece, but if you're not putting content out there, that's resonating with your target audience, uh, th- that's where analytics will come into play. But there's a lot of analytics programs. Programs out there that yeah. as far as like your website only is, is, is concerned, that can really give you a lot of valuable insight. And a lot of those programs are free. Well, so it, I, I think it's, it's just a lack of knowledge for the majority of the industry. You
1: played you play right into me promoting my own show that I may have <laughs> you on one day, which is FreightWaves Insiders, which is, is exactly that. I've been with this company for a few months now. And one of the first things I learned in talking to people and looking at their LinkedIn was these amazing stories that so many people within these walls share And we talk about things like market experts, but it's really important, kind of, as you said, to put some context to it, to put a lens behind that camera. Why why is what these people saying is important? And you need background for there. And I think that a lot of people in this business they're kind of looking for that to grab onto because we don't really, as employees, we don't really have that much support. No one's really spotlighted enough.
3: No, n- not at all. And, and and like I said, people do pe- people do business with other people, so they want to know who's behind the phone and who's behind the email that they're talking with all the time. And perhaps you're sending out customer gifts or you're you're talking to a you know a carrier customer service relationship team, and you have no idea what their story is. You don't know what kind of sports teams they like. It, it's it's using your unique advantage. And that's your own people that it is that can be a hugely beneficial to to a lot of companies out there if they're searching for for some kind of marketing solutions. It's it's right within your own building.
0: Well, you know, as a matter of fact, Blythe, um, I've I'm an outsider to the industry, uh, and uh, I've been here about a year and a half, and I, I'm a creative writing PhD, and you know, and at first though, I came on with Freight Waves, and I was one of the few editorial correspondents. I was learning journalism. techniques. I was learning about the industry at the same time. And I was kind of Hiding behind my story, not wanting to reveal that I was an outsider trying to sound somewhat like an authority. And then this past transparency, about a month ago, when I introduced the show, I just came out and just kind of told my story in like a couple of minutes. And it seemed to really open up the floodgates, and lots of other people began sharing with me their stories. So hmm. I think what you said is very interesting. Can you tell us briefly? What's your story? How did you get into this, uh, this logistics business?
3: Sure. So uh, it was about ten years ago that I was working as a waitress, and I had a side hustle, which was a sports and entertainment blog. And I thought, you know, like any blogger, that it was going to take off and and go to to crazy heights. And of course, it's you know, any building any business, it's a it's a long drawn out process. So I joined with uh, three PL. Uh, it was a company called Elite Transportation, which has since closed down. Uh, but I was an executive assistant, and I worked there for about five years, closely with the executive team. And I I, I think that that. That's where, and I don't think, I know that's where I got the the majority of my business acumen that, that I have today and, and knowledge of the industry is working side by side with the CEO, the CFO, and the COO of that company. And and that's really where I saw a lot of problems that could be fixed, and especially in, in the marketing and web design landscape.
1: A little cowbell for that. (laughs) You have a much greater story that cannot be told in five good minutes. So I'm going to have you back on FreightWaves Insiders uh, later on in the summer. Sounds like you should. Yeah. Well, Chad, you'll be on it, too. So, that I mean, that'll be the storytelling thing. It's going to be a great time. But just to promote yourself real quick, for you giving us your time, where can people find out more about uh, Leith Brumleaf Brands and some of the things that you're doing?
3: Sure. So, so Brumley Brands is my, uh, essentially my umbrella company. And under that umbrella company is a company called Digital Dispatch, who we actually just demoed some software at the last uh, FreightWaves mm-hmm. conference. Uh, so that is where I spend the majority of my time is on digitaldispatch.co.
1: That is fantastic. Fantastic! Thank you so much for joining us. Get back to that cloudy weather in, in Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, it's
3: miserable weather. And the, the best
1: time in the season for any Jacksonville Jaguars fan is before the season starts. And I say that as a Jets fan. Um, <laughs> I am yeah, in we always
3: win the season, So that, that's something yeah. to look
0: forward to. Yes, exactly. Fantastic to have you on. Nice <laughs> to meet you here. Way
3: to go. Thank you guys for having me.
1: Nice. So how many pieces of candy do you think you've eaten out of Zach's bag? Over, under 10 pieces of candy. Under. Earnings over, under. Ah, thank you guys for joining us today. I had a, a one-week chance to, to play this game. I lost. You had the four-week winning streak. I'm back in my favorite position, which is hosting this show, and you're back in yours, which is competing to be the best earnings over, under champion <laughs> well, on Earth. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. So I'm gonna have the questions for you. I've got to, I've got to make them black again because I wiped them out so you can't see them on my list. So earnings over and under. Introduce yourself, young man.
4: Hello, Brad Ganain here. Brad Ganain.
0: Brad Ganain, <laughs> my next victim uh, competitor. competitor. Brad hey. Night Train Ganain.
4: I do work at Freightways. Nice. I do. You do? It, it's official. I know you were questioning me for a while. I do. Yeah. I, I, you, I know you see me oh, around. Oh, yeah, you disappeared yeah, for yeah, like yeah, a week yeah, and a yeah. half. Yeah, I actually do work here. They
0: put you on location. on location. On location. They were
4: sick of me. They were sick of me here. So what do you do around here? I'm the director of sales and business development for Sonar.
0: Nice, man. Multi-talented, well, don't then, sell yourself short. Yeah, well, then I hope you can beat this man at this, because he gets
1: very cocky and very arrogant every time he wins. <laughs> well, he's, so. got, he's got a cue sheet. What's uh, he got
0: over there? I'm not looking at I, I don't at have it. anything in
1: front of me. He's got notes. Those. He's got Turn, notes. Those. He's got turn notes. those notes around. Okay. Turn those notes, because like, I just turn them black on you. So, all right, earnings over under, very simple. So I, we say a number, and you just pick over or under, right? And since you are new a Gentleman's Choice, would you let him go first, or would you like to go first?
0: Uh, as the reigning champ, I think I'd like to go 1st You're not the reigning champ. You lost. You're the reigning loser. Okay. Right. Just, it's up to you, Brad. Just
4: like the Golden State Warriors in their hometown tonight, I'm in your booth, your, your home place. You're going down, Chad. <laughs> oh!
0: You're going down. All right, guys. Let's <laughs> get to
4: right.
1: it. Retailer Lululemon. I hope you're familiar with there. It doesn't look like you got those pants from there, but if you wear <laughs> hot yoga pants, which you could in this studio, they'd be right at home. You, you might shop at Lululemon, wouldn't you? Oh, will?
0: I love those yoga pants.
1: They just had their earnings call. We're earnings per share, 70 cents, over, under. Over. All right, he's going over. You sound very confident. Do you have any reasoning behind that? Well, no, we do that after the after we come to this. No, you Are you trying no, to scam are you trying to trying to, try to scam his answers.
0: Well, I would go over, too, but in the spirit of uh, fun play, I guess I'll go under...
1: Oh, you should have tried to match him and block this point. He was right. Yeah. In, you know, Lululemon Levin sur- surprised investors by coming at seventy-four cents a share. The stocks have actually surged by more than forty percent this year. So, why did you decide to go over there?
4: Have you seen? Have you seen their spring line, their summer line?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't.
1: Uh-huh. We will I don't know. Do you, I'm not I, Restoration Hardware. They're now known as as RH, formerly known as Restoration Hardware. dollar uh, $1.55 earnings per share. Jad, over
4: under. Under. Mhm. Mm, with the where we're seeing the um housing starts numbers lately, I'm going to go with the over.
1: Oh, very good choice, well, Oh, okay. Sorry. no. You nothing. You're kind of like in the hole I was in last week. <laughs> I so. have been,
0: I've been down 0-2 right. and come All back. All right. Well, Don't okay. call it a comeback.
1: Okay. These guys demoed at Transparency19 a FreightWaves live event. Dallas-based Koi Reader Technologies is also a guest on this very show. They have announced that it's raised over under 59000 in a seed round of funding this week. That would be over. Okay. Under.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh, done, 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 done. Now you're just I playing knew. Oh, I I knew. He's going
0: northbound I on knew. a southbound train. I <laughs> knew when I was starting off Yeah, second. And, uh, this so wasn't gonna the go. The money work.
1: the money is intended to be used to build its AI driven automation and video feed data capture suite for the transportation and logistics center. I'm sure you went over because they demoed at T nineteen and that's where the magic happens, right?
4: That is, and I am an avid reaver of FreightWaves.com. Shameless plug, $60,000 seed investment.
1: Yep, oh,
0: they did. So oh, he, he knew the exact number. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how did about this guy? Re-
1: You're not supposed to do your research. What? what? You can just read You can read our own website That's, and, so, and any news you like. You just don't you know the questions. Okay, good. the Port of Los Angeles, right? The Port of Los Angeles, which we're speaking of FreightWaves.com, we are really ratcheting up our maritime coverage and our maritime data and sonar. But the Port of Los Angeles saw its best container volumes of the year since January and May. But were they up or down from May last year?
0: Wow. Down.
4: I'm going go down as
0: well.
1: Oh, you're just going to totally block him. (laughs) You're both right. Great job. Wow. Wow. He is a true competitor, isn't he? He's going to be tough to get out of this booth because he might have to come back. Not only have you been a a good guest at this game, but you are. you just rock (laughs) solid. So, yeah, in the wake of the renewed U.S.-China trade tensions, the combined in-load containers at the Port of Los Angeles and Long Beach actually fell 6.3% from a year ago So still doing well for, you know, this year, the best we've seen, and the exports are down 7.4%, but in terms of this year, good news. Okay, last one, and again, this is just for pride. Are crude oil prices up or down from last week?
0: Whose turn is it?
1: Um, it, I guess it doesn't really matter. No, (laughs) it doesn't.
0: Losers first. Crude oil prices, are they up or down? From last week. They are up.
1: Okay.
4: I'm going to go down.
1: Oh,
0: you shouldn't have.
4: You could have. i have.
1: not shut out. i um, not shut out. You're like the Bruins last night. They finally got a goal in. It's four, four to one. Oh, my hometown team just Wow, not, nice job. didn't show main. up. Yeah, thank you very much. You. Wow, entertaining. You'll have to come back next week because you seem like you might be a really tough opponent. I'll have to take you on. And Whoa. I'm scared. I'll How'd have to do really it. do my research. Challenge accepted. All right, Challenge. thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Way guys. to throw down the gauntlet. So he's a tough opponent, and you know what he's on now? He is on our radar. <laughs> on the Radar, presented by Sonar. Oh, here comes the tallest man to ever step inside the truth booth. It is Henry All Byers. six foot eight of him. Six foot eight. Henry, how much do you weigh at six foot eight?
6: Uh, it depends on the time of year, but uh, right now. Uh,
1: right. <laughs> not that that's a private question or <laughs> yeah. anything,
6: right? I'm sitting about 245.
1: All right. Because sometimes you'll Solid. see, like, sometimes you'll, like, I was playing NBA 2K on my thing, like NBA 2K20, and there was a player on there was like 6'11", 195 pounds. And I'm like, what <laughs> in God's name, man? Yeah. How does he Bless not blow away? Yeah. Man, when I,
6: was, uh, when I was about 13, I was 6'4", 145. Oh, wow. Wow. That's pretty skinny.
1: Well, you know yeah. what? We just talked about crude oil on our last segment, and we also talked about the port of Los Angeles. We know that sonar, especially thanks to you, is really starting to build up, not just on the news side, but on our data side. We just brought the Drury Index on there, correct? And, mm-hmm. and we've got we got some spot market rates in there, and we're really in sonar 5.0. You're going to be blown away at the amount of ocean data that would be in there. I don't want to oversell it, but... Um, Can you give us a little bit of a hint before you tell us what's on the radar? Because this one is going to be a little ocean-focused, right? You're going to tell us what's good in sonar uh, for the shipper and what's good in sonar for the carrier.
6: Yeah, sure. You're talking about uh, the 5.0 release? Yeah, anything cool coming up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, really, when we're looking at sonar, the supply and demand uh, within the truckload market, obviously, we're trying to do the same for ocean. Um, So we're looking at capacity, capacity utilization. We're looking at service routings, uh, schedule reliability. I mean, there's a lot more. I could go on and on. <laughs> and this gentleman is Henry, Henry Byers. Can you introduce him? I think we
0: even jumped the gun. We, we said he's the tallest man. But he's... <laughs> yeah, uh, Henry Byers, you have, you've been here for how long have you been with FreightWave? Not even very long. Mm. You've come <laughs> in, establishing yourself as uh, some, something of a shipper expert here. Yeah. Um, but how, how long have you been with us now?
6: About three months. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. wow. Time has flown. Another, you're another
6: April hire, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, same with me.
0: Oh. came from Steam, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How long were you with Steam Logistics?
6: Steam Logistics, about three and a half years.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from the beginning? Like, we're, we're from an early... Uh, about or a year, year after. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like
1: me, he comes from that sort of global logistics side. We both walked the, worked on the operations side of mm-hmm. international trade. So... It's kind of cool to have almost like an ally in perspective because, a lo- you know, a lot of people yes. are very carrier focused. And now we're really we're now we're going to try and take over the universe. Well, the world first. <laughs> there we'll be in some space experts first. But you're going to tell us what's uh, what's on the radar. So what's good for what's good for shippers right now, especially ocean shippers?
6: Well, uh, literally what's on the radar. Uh, we're looking at that uh, super cyclone uh Ooh, bayou out on yeah. the west coast of India, uh, looking at potential disruptions for the Port of Mandra, Port of Karachi both picking up a lot of volumes uh, with the trade war tensions with China. Um, so definitely something to watch out for, for the shippers. Um, but o- overall, um, you know, rates are are on the decline. Uh, if we look at the Freitas Baltic Daily Index, it's yeah. really the only daily index in the world uh, for, for 40-foot container spot rates. Um, they are on decline. Now, there was a GRI that was implemented on June yeah. 1st. That's a general rate increase yes. if you're not familiar. And it's Sorry. something
1: that um, – it's something that carriers just kind of institute arbitrarily. But one of the funny things, just like with inland carriers, sometimes they just don't get enforced. They'll mm-hmm. be like, "We've we've we have a GRI. You all have to pay four hundred bucks." And then if there's none of capacity, I mean, if there's too much capacity, right? Mm-hmm. They'll all the brokers will just and the shippers will be like,
6: "Nah, I'm yeah. paying it. Uh, it's canceled." Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, an email. you learn something new on what the truck each and every episode. <laughs>
6: Absolutely. So
0: there is a general softening that we've been talking about in, in freight. Are, are there any points of opportunity, Henry? Mm-hmm. That we're seeing any 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 like surprising sectors? Maybe maybe still kind of growing in spite of all the bad news.
6: Yeah, I think specifically when you're talking about the maritime containerized cargo industry, um, I think the the forders, the MVOCs that were quick to realize that china uh may not be the future as far as some mm. of the commodities like footwear you know they say follow the footwear follow the furniture <laughs> yeah um so a lot of the the guys that were you know getting into malaysia indonesia vietnam um they're they're seeing their vessels full right now where china may not mm. be seeing their vessels uh completely full oh, so the trade war is so at our
1: own ports we were talking about los angeles volumes Volumes were down. May was the best month of the year since January, but year over year Mm -hmm. they they were down. Uh, You know, and a lot of people like to instantly sort of blame the trade war. But as we know, it takes time to shift. You can't just Mm -hmm. in a month shift your entire supply chain over to Vietnam or Singapore or wherever or India or wherever you're going to to move it to. So what else is on the radar? What's going to help the other side of the equation or what should they be looking at?
6: Well, I think, um, you know, really everybody's wondering about a pull forward. Last year, the pull forward due to the trade war had such an, an enormous effect on the maritime, truckload. I mean, really the entire transportation industry. So, everybody's really wondering, you know, where is the volume? Well, um, recently there's been reports that there will indeed be a pull forward. So, we're expecting to see an early peak season this year. Mm-hmm. So, I would expect vessels to be full um, a little bit earlier than they would have been um, if had there not been a trade war. Um, But certainly, again, uh, the shift in the global supply chains, we did a study recently, Vietnam's picking up um, overall the most basis points in terms of percentage market share of U.S. imports, and that's kind of complicated, but um, also India, Malaysia, uh, and the rest of Southeast Asia. Will they be instituting
1: another PSS? That's a peak season surcharge. Much like the Mm -hmm. GRI chat, if you're not familiar, there's a thing called a PSS, which is just another sort of accessorial that, Mm -hmm. that the steamship lines carry on when they're in a position of power.
6: Yes, absolutely. I think uh, the, the, the BCOs, um, which are the the, the U.S. owned borders that are contracted directly with yeah. the ocean carriers, they may not be as willing uh, because they don't feel like global volumes are quite there yeah. uh, and would really dictate that, um, especially with all the shifts you've seen to different uh, Southeast Asian countries. But as we all know, they're pretty successful in implementing that during peak season, yeah. which we since we anticipate that being a longer period of time, it's really going to be probably – July fifteenth through really probably November and then rates will start oh, nice. to decline. So I think they will get away with a, a PSS this year. And I would expect a GRI on July first and August first as well.
1: All right. Well good thing for you shippers to look out for. If there's gonna be a pull forward, you might want to pull ahead of that and, and ratchet up in June, really increase your, your shipping cycle.
6: Yep. Yeah, and I think it's got a lot to do with, you know, just making sure you're booking as early in advance as possible. Uh, that would be my advice.
0: We, you know, we've had that drought in the Panama Canal for, I mean, going on, I think, six months. Or, you know, and that's been uh, impacting some supply chains, making it, I think, hard for the East Coast mm-hmm. uh, in certain respects. Well, is there, are there any updates on that? Are they still, uh, are they still, do they still, are they? I guess they are in the drought. Is there any
6: sign of? Well, they had really come back, and uh, really, I guess the restrictions that they had put on on the draft um, had had relieved those uh, restrictions. So. I'm um, not really seeing quite the impact on the East Coast. That's you know, obviously good. Savannah, Port of New Jersey, picking up a lot of volume. Um, a lot yeah. of people were really upset with how uh, congested the ports of LAX and L- Long Beach were last year. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, therefore you're seeing Prince Rupert pick up a lot of volume. What else is Vancouver, new? I mean, yeah, in Seattle. LA. Tacoma, well, it has such an enormous impact yeah. on the overall freight economy and the
1: chassis issues they have over there. But you mentioned. This cyclone that's coming in, and we have a storm blowing in where we got to get to our <laughs> fast paced forecast now so people know what to look forward to the weekend. Henry, thank, thank you so you, much Henry for your What was the on bubble.
2: the radar? Fast paced
0: forecast. And we have Nick Austin joining us. What's Don't up, Cole, Nick? Nick Austin? What up?
5: How's it going, guys? What's <laughs> happening, man? Great, man. How you doing? I am doing well.
0: Yeah, it's a I'm lovely well. day. Did you, did it you is. make the weather out there?
5: Well, you know, I wish I could take credit for it, but no. What's it's weird <laughs> in
0: weather today, my man.
5: <laughs> but it is a beautiful day right here in Chattanooga, i tell you. It is. I mean, Where isn't just, it beautiful,
1: though? Where, hmm. So where do people have to look out? I, we've seen these flood things. You actually treated a guy driving a car through flooding conditions, and you said, do not do this. So what happens when you come up to a flood like that? What should someone do?
5: Uh, turn around and go a different it way. It's oh, that simple. But okay.
1: well, what if your GPS doesn't say that?
0: It says it, 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 <laughs> it, it to keep going. It, it still just turn and around every now and then. It, you shouldn't it, listen to Siri. If, how, if how you d-
5: see that the water is high, your GPS doesn't need to tell y- you that. Y- you can see that with your own eyes, my friend. Well, I used to play the Oregon
1: Trail in school, and you used to have the option to ford the river. So how deep? Like how, at what point is it too deep to just drive through? Like where is what level is it at where you should just turn around?
5: Well, I mean, even if you have even if you have a vehicle that sits high off the ground, yeah. it's not just the depth of the water. Okay. Which is sometimes yeah. deeper than you think it is. Yeah. It's the fact that the road could be washing out under it. Oh. So even if you're in a vehicle that can make it through the water as far as the height, yeah. you still could end up in a sinkhole. You don't want that to happen. Oh, yeah. So yes. just don't try it. No, I agree. Wouldn't
1: there That's be like all. a whirlpool, though, like in a cartoon, like if there's really a sinkhole there? <laughs> but what I'll if,
0: but oh, I'll what I'll if everyone's doing it?
5: Yeah. you know That means you should.
0: Well, I don't know, like if the person if ahead of you is jumping signal, off the bridge,
5: I think I might, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But now, I mean, in some parts of the, in, in some jurisdictions, as, as the saying goes, yeah. if they actually have road closed signs up because of flooding and you ignore those, you could get ticketed or possibly even coughed and taken away. Well, I mean,
1: speaking of swirling pools of water, <laughs> tell us about
5: this pool NATO A pool NATO. That's not an official term, but oh, okay. um, <laughs> what does it even I'm mean? So surprised. It's not in the gloss the meteorological glossary, but no. um, You well, know what it, that
0: is though? That's a portmanteau, a portmanteau. Which port? L.A. Yeah, oh. a portmanteau. Oh. It's a, a portmanteau <laughs> is uh, where you combine two words. Right. Yes. Yes. Like very good. Sharknado. Yeah. It should go on Jeopardy. You're or pretty like Zabriskie Yes. Very nice. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well. It, yeah, it happens. This one happened J-Lo. in Florida. No, not J Lo. Like, J-Lo. What like was it? hangry.
1: Tom Tomcat. Remember, like when Tom Cruise and and um. Like, oh, he yeah. Was oh yeah, was yeah. Were yeah. Dating. Br- Brangelina?
5: Brangelina. yeah, Brangelina, Brangelina, yep. Brangelina. Very famous one. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Aren't we clever? Okay. So the yeah. So you know, What's going on? Like, man. Like um. Pool Give it to us. Pool Well,
5: the pool Well, basically, you know the. This happened in Florida. Yes. Some beach area. I forget right. exactly where, but. You know, you got winds coming off the ocean, then you have winds that are kind of being funneled between the buildings, and mm-hmm. you get these little localized vortex, kind of a spin up, like a little tornado. So but this it, happened in a pools? It's not coming out of a thunderstorm. Yeah, and it oh. went, it just and it went. It was an apartment building or a resort or something, and it and the thing just. Went through the pool area. You could see the water coming up, you know, out of the pool. It just went right across the pool. Was there like people in floats, just like swirling? Or I could picture Chad doing that. I could picture <laughs> you on a float, just and just staying there, holding your drink with your harmonica.
0: Just, just falling underneath the rib tie. Listen to some Doctor John. Yep. <laughs> it
5: was a neat little video. I I retweeted it out. Yeah. It was, it's pretty cool.
0: Videos make for great podcasting.
5: Oh How yeah. About
1: okay, so speaking of pools, there's a heat wave going on out west. You might want to jump in one. So what's going on with that heat wave out right. west?
5: Um, it, it's, it's kind of backing off now, but earlier in the week. Yeah. Now, you know, a hundred degree temperatures doesn't sound like a big deal for places like Phoenix or Death Valley and places like that this time of the year, but temperatures are actually a lot hotter than they even should be for early June or mid June. So Uh-oh. yeah, we had record highs in, uh, San Francisco area, like 98 to 102 degrees. I mean, that's pretty hot for that area. Yeah. Uh, Death Valley getting up to like 120. So uh yeah, but it, that's kind of backing off now. So it's going to kind of it's going to cool off in those areas relatively speaking as we head uh here into the uh weekend. So just uh I, I like to call it west I call it western sizzlin, you know.
0: Well, tell me about of <laughs> Cuz it's bayou. out west, you know. Yeah, we, we we
1: mentioned with Harry. He meant Harry was just <laughs> Henry was just in here telling us You guys us totally
5: up. missed my joke. Anyway, well, um, no, he so. was you Yeah, Bayou. Uh, yeah I, Henry was talking about yeah, Bayou. Yeah, was, was, it me?
1: might
0: affect some port <laughs> volumes, some
5: Portman two volumes. <laughs> it's possible. Um, I'm, I'm
0: lost here.
5: Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, the cyclone. It was over off the west coast of India. So the uh, I, I I did see some. I would say some pretty cool videos because nobody got hurt in them. But there shouldn't have been people walking around out there. Is the thing, uh, because the the coast. The, the northwest coast of india is probably about 70 miles from the eye of the storm and the winds were really strong i mean there were there was there were benches and trash cans and all the stuff blowing around and there's people walking outside and it's raining really hard so um did it did it affect the ports yeah possibly at least has to, it to hit, a minimal degree has, has it hit has it made landfall well, well, it didn't actually make landfall. Okay. The eye of the storm never actually made landfall. Okay. But, but the winds were really strong on the coast, even though the eye of the storm was well away from there. Well, so. isn't the eye where you want to be? Well, not the eye wall. Right, oh, okay. in, right inside the eye of the storm is where it's the calmest. Well, you yeah. know what I want to have? I want to have right. the eye of the tiger. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's a great
0: movie. And you you watched a great movie. <laughs> no he <laughs> no, just told us it's like i'm like, um, no hurricane
1: heist.
5: hurricane Man, night, hurricane, night, hurricane heist a, i missed that one in the notes uh overall it was pretty horrible oh. but uh <laughs> <laughs> it did have one good line so someone says to this guy who has this armored car he's he does you know weather research and stuff for the weather service uh-huh. and and the woman says to him oh so you're a hurricane hunter and he says no, I'm a meteorologist. Anyone who chases hurricanes has a death wish. Oh. <laughs> <I'm> like, <Ooh. laughs>
0: That's hey, so,
5: pretty true. Have
0: you seen Twister before, Chad? Twister. Yeah, or on mid That was a good movie. Yeah, That's probably I one feel of the best, like right? I did. Yeah. That was a long time ago.
1: I did enjoy that one. What was that thing that they made with all, like, the Pepsi cans? Where Remember they had to track the speed of it, and they cut up all these Pepsi cans into, like, little flying blades, and they let them, like, somehow they put, like, IoT sensors. I'm not really yeah, sure because before there was probably IOT.
5: sounds like a homemade uh, anemometer which measures wind speed. Oh nice. Yeah. Wow, homemade. Yeah. But I, I, I wanna personally thank Dooner for the recommendation on Hurricane Ice. <laughs> Note you, sarcasm. Would you say nice. this? Would you <laughs> yeah. it's got a great poster. It's got a really
1: fantastic one with like two. Uh, Semi trucks driving, yeah. ch- being chased by what actually looks like a tornado, even though it's called hurricane heist. Yeah, yeah,
5: it's it's the basically way. like the eye wall of, of the storm. So, yeah. but yeah, the, no, yeah, the poster was really cool. I have to admit that. When you watch
1: a movie like that, do you get like a doctor gets when they watch like ER or house or something? Or are you just like yelling at the screen?
5: Like,
0: this is so wrong. A, l- <laughs> a little
5: bit. Yeah. There, I, bet, I bet you found that way for,
0: for like Sharknado. You're like, there's <laughs> no, way there. no I, such I, thing. I, I didn't waste my time with that one. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's sorry. just too, too. You know, one thing, about, <laughs> one thing about being a meteorologist I could imagine is sort of like being the quarterback of a football team, right? I mean, when things are going great outside, you're getting all the glory. When things go wrong, you get all the blame.
5: Oh, of course. Yeah. But, you know, who else are they going to blame or think? I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got to have a target. That's right. You know. Well, thanks for calling it like you're seeing yeah. it right now. Yeah, no Dave. problem. That, you know, that <laughs> was a fast-paced forecast. You covered a lot of territory You there. sure Yeah, did. it was fun. We got like five things. in it. So if you had to give a score, yeah. I don't know. Do you rate things like one out of ten? Do you get
1: five stars? How, do you give thumbs up, thumbs down? How do you rate movies? Oh, how do I rate movies? Yeah, yeah.
5: Um, yeah, I guess stars. I mean, Okay, like how usual, many yeah. stars
1: would you give Hurricane Heist as a free streaming movie on Netflix?
5: Uh, um, one and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe, oh, maybe a okay. two. okay. Right. Well, I'm going to rate it. Maybe a two this. out of five. This gets
0: five stars in my <laughs> right, opinion. man. Well, thank you very much for joining very us. Have nice. hey, weekend. My
5: pleasure. Thanks, guys.
1: We will play you out. Into the storm, young man. <laughs> and that was such a that was a that was a good time. I feel like we learned a lot today. And you know, we don't we don't always get to focus in on some of this ocean stuff, but like the storm, kind of all it all kind of came together in this perfect storm of of these the, the ocean thing with the cyclone, that Nick bringing in with the weather,
0: and you know, I almost feel guilty because as you mentioned, the weather is so perfect here; it's so cherry. Yeah, it, I can't uh, ask for a for for much more except just could it last longer? Uh, yeah, so uh, it's wonderful here in Chattanooga, and we recommend other people consider it as an option uh, when uh, you know we're looking for talent here at Freightwave.
1: What did you think of of Blythe talking about the marketing of supply chain? I think it's very it's very interesting, what? and I I think that a lot of times. You know, you look online and I think people think, you know, you talk about people trying to look here for employment. She said something really important yeah. that these stories and the careers aren't really showcased. And I think that's what we try yeah. to do here by bringing a lot of our internal people to not only show that this job is cool and that it's fun, but it's not the kind of thing that you necessarily, yeah. like a lot of us, you could fall into this position. You don't have to, um, you
0: don't have to, have to have gone to school to be. He's a supply chain major. Yeah, that's one of the I, cool things about it, isn't it? I was an English major, you yeah. know, for instance. No, I, what I loved about it was, I mean, sometimes people, like, you know, they they'll, they just slay me. They just nail me. Like, it's, yes, it is about story. And as a matter of fact, that's what I think is important, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, I, I write stories, right? So, it's, uh, it, it's an amazing thing to think about. That is the narrative the basic narrative where we come from what we're doing that's what that's what like people want to listen to that's what that's how people connect that's how we can build better brands if it comes to that when we're talking about marketing mm-hmm. but it's what it's the connecting point it's what people remember
1: yeah and so here's some great stories some great journeys we've already had the Sultan of sonar he was the one that was at the candy conference he's on Freight waves insiders Patrick Duffy he was on our last episode he was on this on this week's Freight Waves insiders. We have Kevin Hill that's going to be out on Monday's episode. And this will tell you the real journeys and the lenses that they're formed. That's on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world, as well as FreightWaves.com slash podcast. You can also find this very show on all of those same exact sources. You can find Chad at FreightWaves now and at Chad Prevost on Twitter. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> and uh, um, you can find yeah, me at Timothy yeah. Dooner on Twitter.
0: Yep. Uh, we're we're there and uh, doing all kinds of multimedia productions, ramping it up one day at a time, learning something each and every day.
1: Each and every day. So what is your story for the weekend, Mr. Storyteller?
0: Well.
1: Great Ways Radio, right? Isn't it
0: Father's Day?
1: I, it could be. I don't know. I'm away from my family for it. You know, they're still in, but I don't get yeah. out to Boston until. Uh, There's so many celebrations
0: 25th. all the time. It's hard to I keep know. up. There's birthdays, anniversaries. Can we just celebrate Mother's, Mother's Day. Day? I know. Yeah, it's exhausting. You know, I just like, t- it's okay. You don't have to celebrate.
1: <laughs> you ever see the movie Knock Knock? One of the funniest things in it's Keanu Reeves' movie. One of the funniest things in that is that for Father's Day, for some reason, his family goes away to the beach for like two weeks. They just like leave him alone. <laughs> 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 when I get in trouble, I
0: said that might be like the ultimate Father's Day gift. Right, yeah. I think you would get in trouble. Yeah, but I mean
1: Yeah. What are you gonna do for Father's Day? Other than Freight Waves Radio, which can be found.
0: Freight Waves Radio can be found on the Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Channel 146. Ooh. I'll be bang- I'll be twisting some knobs for that. We'll be talking with some interesting guys. Uh Lloyd is gonna be talking some data analytics, how they improve fuel efficiency with fleets. Uh, and how they've been doing that for a while. That's, that's pretty cool. We'll be talking getting a weekly market playbook with market expert, Donnie Gilbert, Donnie Gilbert. And I, we'll also be talking with Lane kid. He's, uh, he's going to be talking with us about the state of the industry, such as he sees it right now. He's uh he's a pretty big time dude. Nice. So, other so, no plans for Sunday. No plans for Father's Day. Sunday, not yet. Sunday will be a fun day, but uh, we're just going to let it be spontaneous, man. Sometimes that's how I roll.
1: Nice. I might just go shooting with that uh, California champ over there. You know yeah. me. I'm practicing every weekend, man. Just getting good and better and better and better. You're
0: one of a kind. Driving in in your electric Vespa s- scooter, becoming a hick each and every week. Uh, yeah, like a digital hick. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know that sound chad? It's time for us. It's time for oh, me to rev that electric scooter right off into the weekend. All you know, good things must come to an end. You yes. know what you people gotta do? You gotta you gotta bang your little cowbell <laughs> into the weekend, play your little happy harmonica, jump on a float in that pool, NATO! shoot your little gun at the sky. No, don't do that. That can be dangerous. (laughs) That's right. right, goes down. Yeah. You know, when I lived in Los Angeles, they used to put out flyers on the Ford Fly that would be like, don't shoot your gun in the sky.
0: It's bad. Because what goes up must come down. Uh, Uh, Just like this show. Goodbye, lover. (laughs)